0: In- oh. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Quartet our Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shivanoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Future Jiu Jitsu World Champion, Angel Ortega. Folks, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got UFC 286 coming up this Saturday from the UK Belt or 292 to go over UFC Las Vegas as well as a bunch of other news. As always, we're brought to you by two fantastic sponsors, Rogue Energy and Elixir. Rogue Energy, they keep you filled up going through the day, whether you're going ahead and going to work, going to the gym, staying at home playing video games. They're going to get your mind going, get your body going. And you can get 10% off of that with code SOUNDOFF at checkout. Meanwhile, Elixir, the exact opposite end of the spectrum. You can go ahead and get yourself a nice Delta 8, 9, 10, HHG, whatever you want from them. They uh, they got it in gummy form. They got the dissolute. They've got vapes. They've got it all. And you can get it for code SOUNDOFF, 10% off. Fantastic sponsor of the show. Big fans of them. Using myself. Can personally attest that they are uh, some strong shit, so... Uh, big fan of them. But it's time to break into the fights, because last Saturday night from the theater at Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas, Nevada, UC Las Vegas, not UC Vegas, because that's what all the Apex shows were, and they just really needed the venue to do Power Slap. Um, so <laughs> we got to see on and Marab DeWalashvili at a different venue at the, the the theater at Virgin Hotels. And look, dude, I got to admit, actually, Angel, I was a big fan of this kind of smaller setting. It kind of gave me... I know that you've only gone to, like, one of their shows, but it kind of gave me, like, invictive vibes because, like, just a smaller, like, regional promotion. Um, what do you think about that? Because I, I, I tweeted out something about this, about how they should probably... They should kind of mix it up a bit and do shows more like this more often.
1: Uh, yeah, no, it was fun. I liked it. Uh, cause it was nice having, like, a pretty loud crowd. For it being small, you know what I mean? But like I think it being so compact it made it seem a lot louder than what it was. Hmm.
0: Yeah, same page, same page. Um but anyways, yeah. Anyways, in the in the main event, man, uh we got Marab the Wallace really dominated Pewteryon. I don't know how many people expected this. I think going into this one we knew this is a was somewhat of a possibility that Marab could you you know, apply the pressure not let us foot off the gas and have some success. I don't think anybody's expecting the fifty forty five on, which is exactly what he ex- which is what he did. And now rather in a position where he might get a title shot next,
1: man. What do you think? I mean he's in a good position. The thing is it doesn't seem like he's gonna take that title shot, Josh. Uh, I mean let's yeah. talk to talk about a little bit about the performance. I mean it was excellent, great, lots of pressure. Uh the leg kicks, I mean but I mean, it was fun watching Takedown Simulator, Josh, don't get me wrong. But uh <laughs> Don't is... say
0: that. He he well, was doing
1: he he was doing good on the feet too though. Yeah, no, he had his moments, obviously. I mean once once that leg kinda went out, you kinda saw the the, the fight change. And I mean better tried to throw his own, but you kinda saw that like, once he threw me he's like, Fuck, maybe I shouldn't throw it back. Yeah. But uh nevertheless, um I mean, 54 to 5 of them, I mean, it was, it was, it was just a clean performance. I don't think there's a lot to say out of here outside of, uh, of Marab's and out of it. He did what we had to do. It was clean. I think the, the conversation coming out of this is two things. It's, uh, you know, what's going on with Pyotrion? You know, is is a mental? Is this, a matchup thing? Uh, you know, what, what happened? And then the other thing is what's going to happen with Marab? Uh, and I think, uh, I mean, where do you want to start? This is actually a better question. Where do you want to start with these two topics? Because I think that's one of the main two things we need to talk about.
0: I think for me, I mean, with the Mirab situation, it, there's actually not a lot to talk about in my opinion because it's actually pretty simple. Because um, they've talked about it before. I don't know, and I, and I said this on Twitter, I don't know why Dana was like bitching about it in the post-life press conference and, and other stuff. Like Mirab and Aljamie have always said, if they get in a position where they have to fight each other, one of them will just go down or go up, and Aljo has said it'll be him, and that he'll go up with Featherweight. And uh, he may even lose to Cejudo because they're fighting in a month. So, I mean, I think it's kind of like a bit early for that conversation. Mm-hmm. I and not even a bit early. I don't think the conversation is worth having because they've already talked about it, you know, and they keep on – and Murav said says, like, yeah, I just, we'll fight Aljo. We'll figure something out. So I'm not even that worried. For me, the big takeaway coming out of this fight, not even takeaway, but the thing that I kind of discuss is Piotr Janu. One in four in his last five. Now, now, now it doesn't feel that way because, you know, one of those losses was a DQ. One of those was – well, actually, technically two of them were split decisions, although I didn't think the Alger rematch was that, you know – I didn't think he had a claim to win that fight. Um, and even in, in that stretch, he also beat Corey Sandhagen. So, Angel, I mean, what do you think about what could be next for him? What do you think is kind of his – I don't want to say fall from grace, so to speak, because I think Peter Yan is still in a top – a top five bantamweight on the planet, but kind of his recent struggles.
1: Oh man, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's still performing good, right? I mean, he, he's still what he had to do. You know, we saw Piotr in the Shadow O'Malley fight; like he's still doing him. And this fight, this one was definitely a little—I want to say worrisome because I think it was definitely a matchup thing and maybe a mental thing to accept. But he came in fit as hell. Cause you, I mean, forty-nine takedowns were attempted, but. Half of those weren't completed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not even close to half. I think he got maybe what, like, it was like 9, 10? I, I think he got uh 8. Or eight. eight. It, was, it, was, it was a low number, and even then... It, might have, it
0: might have updated since Fight Night, but I'm pretty sure on Fight Night the number was 8. So. Yeah, yeah, so were,
1: yeah, there wasn't like full take, control takedowns, you know, like, anything like that. Like, at least I don't remember, I mean, it's been a few days. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I remember, that was not the case. Yeah, so, but hey, man, those those make you work; those tire you out, and you, you you be well prepared. Um, I just think the leg getting compromised early, um, Rob just you know knowing that at times Peter isn't the fattest, fastest fastest starter, uh, mm-hmm. was another thing, and he said you know I could take advantage of that because my whole thing is just coming forward. I do think though, for Marab, that can only work so many times though, Josh. Uh, and, I mean, we even saw it, like, scarily enough, in that uh, Marlon rice fight. You remember that? You got hurt very mm-hmm. quick because he was coming like a... Like I a guy out of hell. You know? Yeah, you know, he was a Terminator. But the thing is, when you do that against a guy who who can hit pretty hard and catch you in the counter, you get compromised. And that's the thing. I feel like it could only last so long, you know, uh, mm-hmm. at, at least that style. I mean, granted, he could keep it going. It could work. I could be completely wrong. And, and that's just me, man. But I think everybody has... Uh, if you're going to do that, then you can only do it so much. Or if you're going to do it, you got to do it in a... How do I put it? It has to be controlled chaos.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, to kind of close out this conversation, man. Just, uh... I never... It's just kind of weird. I think the Bantamweight division is is arguably the best in the sport right now. I think... Um, top to bottom. I mean, you've got some, like, unranked killers, dude. I mean, you... This... This weight class is so fucking deep. However... It's just kind of weird, man, the current trajectory of it. I don't think anybody would have expected, you know, go back to March 2021, you know, when Piotr Jan fought Aljo. Imagine telling somebody before or even after the fight, like, oh, yeah, Aljo's going to be a respected champion. Piotr Jan's going to, like, go one in four in his next five. Like, that just – it just crazed me. It really is. I just – I never would have seen it coming in a million years. And like I said, I um, wouldn't want to change
1: of, his career. Yeah.
0: yeah, and you can put a lot of asks or act. Actress, on I can't I can't say the fucking word. But you know what I'm saying, Angel. Um <laughs> asterisk? Asterisk? Uh, asterisk, thank you. I kept on getting caught up on the a, on the K. Uh Asterisk, yeah. But you can put that on his record all you want, but at the same time the numbers you know numbers don't lie. Wins and losses do matter to a certain point, and he's had way more losses than wins lately. So we'll see oh, what happens with but... him. He will bounce back because he's too good not to. Which I is mean, kind of the weird part.
1: Can can we look at a... Let me, let, me, let me pull this up real quick while we're here together. Who who could he fight right now in this division? Because you you could match him up against anybody. But I'm trying to think who makes you know sense. Who could be fun, and kind of like a, not an easy fight, competitive but a good reset. Uh, I think it has to be, and it's gonna sound um, it has to be one of these younger guys on the come up. You know, it has mm-hmm. to be one of these Chris Gutierrez, Jonathan Martinez, Adrian Yanez, Ricky Simone, you know, guys were on a win streak. Then that's the kind of fight they need to take. And, I mean, if Adrian Giannis beats Ricky – no, if he beats Rob Font, he's fighting Rob Font, right? Yeah, I believe so. If Giannis beats Rob Font, I mean, and, you know, Giannis has some, you know, heat behind him. They could set up uh, Piotr Jan, Giannis. And especially with the kind of uh, attention Giannis is getting right now, you get that on a pay-per-view, you know, on the main card, maybe. I mean, you could do a fight night main event with those two guys. But there's some potential there for that matchup. Obviously that's thinking that Giannis could beat Raw Font. Uh and like I said there's other options like uh like Ricky Ricky Simone in there, uh Chris Gutierrez and Jonathan Jays are available. They're really down, but the thing is they as far like Course Corey, Corey Syanhigans kind of in the same position too. He needs to take a fight down desperately too. Uh just because of you know, he's kind of locked out of the title picture right now. Uh sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, one of these young guys will probably take on a Dom Cruz too. It, it, I mean, honestly, a lot of these guys near the end are going to get a big push. Josh, I feel like just there's in the middle, there isn't much. Uh, you know, those those matches aren't uh, they don't have to be moved right now. They're not quick. You know, like Songer Dong, I don't think he's in the need of a quick match right now. You know, there's, yeah. there's a guy above him. You know, he has to fight someone there in the middle as well. Dom Cruz, he needs to fight down pretty 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 far down, I think, because of the people who are available. Um so I don't know that's that's my thoughts uh, I'm looking at it right now. Peter went down to four, uh and obviously Rob is the number one contender now. actually, they move Sean down to two. ooh interesting ooh, interesting. Which, Cheeto three, by the way, ooh interesting,
0: yeah, man. um, Frankie just got a little saucy right there with that i I agree by the way, I'm fully on war with your peter Jan uh, Adrian Yanez if he wins against Rob Vaughn that sounds like a fucking. Banger.
1: I feel, I feel like if he you, if you wins that fight, you should already have that contract just ready, just in
0: case. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's I don't know, to some people that may sound crazy, but then, like, dude, like, you got to think about it. Like, Pierre Jan, like, <laughs> I mean, four losses, Adrian Jan is, it's really not that crazy of a conversation, you know, so I, they need to have, I honestly, that, that's a great booking right there.
1: So I, mean, I think he got
0: to get Mick on the line,
1: and uh, <laughs> and they're fighting here in a few weeks. He's going to be on that odd, uh autostyling card. Yeah, yeah, man. It's and it's a banger of a card. So they they've got a he's the third fight on that Mick like uh, from the top. So he's in a perfect position to set himself up, call someone out. It's his time, and let's see if he can shine. I mean, obviously, and I'm kind of talking about him a little ahead and kind of potentially you know setting him up, but the fight to make right now, Josh. If it is the win, if he is the win, I think it's John is Piotr. Granted, this is just with hypothetical, but just putting yeah. it out there into the universe.
0: No, no, I agree. I agree. Um, but, dude, I kind of want to shift the conversation a little bit. We spent a while on the main event. Let's kind of go down to the co-main, because I did not see this coming whatsoever. Dude, Alexander Volkov in the Battle of Alexander is taking on Alexander Romanov. And Romanov is a guy we had a lot of, uh, I guess hype around. 16 and 1. That one loss was a majority decision. One to Marcin Tybor in a fight that I thought was a draw. So then he comes in facing Volkov. Dude, he looked like a completely different human being on the scale. And then he goes in there and first takedown stuff instantly kind of turtles up. Knockout loss inside the first round. What the fuck happened to Alexander Romanoff? I
1: don't know. This Have we, we had? Uh, have we found anything out? Maybe mental issues? No. No, some lack no, of nothing. discipline? Maybe he thought he could just come in and get away with his wrestling? Possible, but we have not. Uh, I haven't
0: seen anything.
1: Because, so look, I I, I I think I said this on the podcast. Volkov, Volkov can wrestle against the cage. The issue is once he gets taken down and he's flat on his back, that's the problem, and granted, that's a heavyweight in general because getting off your back—and I mean, this goes all divi- this goes all weight divisions, right? But Volkov getting off his back is one of the hardest things he's—I mean, this is the, one of the biggest troubles he's had his whole career. You know, is once you get him flat on his back on the ground, it's very unlikely you're gonna you're gonna get him out of that position. You know, he's gonna get out of that position. I mean, shit, even even in the Derek fight, right? Didn't he end up on his back too at some point? Like uh, Derek was hitting on him from above too. Uh,
0: yeah, because he got fucking dropped. Not yeah. <laughs> He wasn't taken down, though. Yeah, he didn't get taken down, no, but he got dropped. And then Derek ended up on top and kept him there, though, you know what I mean? I mean, he knocked him the fuck out instantly, yeah. He did.
1: Well, I'm, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. I don't, I don't no, know. No, no, you're
0: good, G. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I have to rewatch that one.
1: Now you got me curious, but.
0: That was a 229 <laughs> card, UFC 229.
1: That was a while ago, man. Habib Connor. Yeah, was- I
0: remember that. I remember that night vividly. The same it's one
1: card?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. It's one of those cards. It was, was UFC 229. It was McGregor, Habib, uh, Tony Pettis, Lewis Volkov, and then some other fights I can't remember. I think Holly Holm. No, was Holly Holm on there? Maybe. No, I think I might be thinking about the Cowboy card. But regardless, yeah, that's that's one of those fight nights I remember pretty well.
1: Mm-hmm. So wow. yeah. I just don't remember a link to it. I didn't know that was on that same card. No, that's that's what time does to you, man. But uh, I mean. To kind of give some love to Volkov, I mean, hey, man, good job stuffing the takedowns and getting the finish. I mean, I, I've always say this about Volkov, Josh. I've always thought he has the potential to, to potentially win a title. Uh It's just getting it all together. There's moments where there's a little bit of lack of uh just letting it go. You know what I mean? Because if he lets it go, he looks so good. You know what I mean? We saw it here, you know? Yeah. I mean, when he's on, he looks great. Um I wonder if for him it's a purely mental thing or something like that. I don't I mean, I'm not bringing a lot of mental into this today, but you know, I, I this, this is a fight, this is the fight game, man. And, and there's, there's, I mean, fuck, dude. You, like, like we found this out with Cordy Garbrandt like a like a week ago, where he was saying, you know, I I was having, you know, you know, I was selling my house, you know, I was going through a divorce, you know, and mm. and it, and all that shit affects you, man, into your day to day. Like, because at the end of the day, and, and it's something you don't think about, like shows, like to put it very simply. Fighting is a job, just like your regular job. Yeah. And if you're having a bad day at home and then you go to work, it's going to probably affect your work.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the way that I look at it. It's like, if you you guys, anybody listening to this, like, you probably, if you're somebody that goes to the gym a lot, you've had bad days at the gym. You'll have, like, a day where you just get there and you're like, man, I'm just. Don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I got, I got no interest in being here. Like, what, like And that's you. Imagine doing having to go to the gym like six days a week, and then you have to fight at the end of it. And there's a possibility that you can just wake up on fight day and be like, well, I'm flat.
1: It's happened. G- GSP, uh, Matt, sir. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, tons of fighters have talked about it. Like, it's a very normal thing. So, um yeah, Volkov, I mean, that win, that win could have been partly mental, you know, with him and even in Romanov. Maybe Romanov thought he could just go in there and oppose his will. And then Volkov went in there with his Legends of the Hidden Temple tattoo on his back, and he just said
1: no. You God. know, he he wasn't going to fold. I don't so, know. Yeah. I don't know what's next for Volkov, dude. Because, like, you know, he's had wins and losses. And, but he's, he's on a 2-1 streak right now. He's kind of brought it back together. I mean we've seen this cycle before though. Two wins here, um, a loss, a win, a loss, two wins again. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I mean I just, what do you think about uh what do you think about him versus Cyril Gone, part two? It's been been you know, two or three years since they fought last and Cyril's coming off the worst performance of his life. I, I don't know. I mean It'd be seven versus one, but Cyril's probably gonna move down. C- could we maybe do a Sergei Spivak instead? Uh Sergei is fighting Curtis Blades next. Oh.
1: Oh, they already made that. Oh.
0: Yes, sir. That was quick.
1: Circuit didn't fight that long. Ago. I mean,
0: Aspinall has verbally he he. Somebody asked him about it because Marching Tybora called him out. He he verbally agreed to face Tybora. I
1: maybe, don't know if
0: you see will make that fight. You might points. hate this one, Tuvasto Volkov. I don't hate that
1: one. I don't hate Tui, that one, Tui, but Tui, I want Ty to take Tui, a step back. Ty needs a win though. Ty just... needs to take
0: a fucking step back. Is what I'm saying, dog. He,
1: he does, but I mean he, he he holds a high ranking though. Who's going to take? Who's going to be a step back? He already fought. I, I don't know, man. I'm just saying he needs to fucking take a step back. I mean, he's, his brain is getting, has gotten annihilated. I mean, he might just need to take a, a a layoff. But the thing is, I think Volkov is limited on options. He's not going to fight Espinall. He already lost that one. Curtis is unavailable. Sergey Pavlovich is just waiting to get his title shot, I'm assuming. And like I said, like you said Sergon's available, but I don't know if they want to run it back. I think they want Volkov to fight another middle-of-the-pack guy mm-hmm. and then give him that. And I think the only option right now is Ty. Which kind of sucks, is. and it sucks for Ty, but for Volkov, yeah, that's yeah right. And it's a good matchup for Volkov. You know? That
0: fucking sucks for Ty, man. Oh my god, imagine, imagine going through all the stuff that he's gone through like lately, and now it's like, all right, yeah, you got to go look, out there and find this rangy big
1: motherfucker. You but know? look, but look, my hey man, no, Tytwee wants to beat Stefan fucking Stru, my guy.
0: Yeah, but whenever he beat him, that win. Okay, well, okay. He but fought Stefan Struve, like, he, six years past his expiration
1: date. You know what he, I mean? He did, but he fought Stefan Struve the way he should have fought Seven Struve. He did. not having that I, high I advantage.
0: Will, I will give you... I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit.
1: And Seven Struve was still active at the time. It's not like he was taking big breaks. Obviously, he wasn't the most successful... I mean, he caught him at his worst time. And also, Volkars beat Stefan Struve, so there's also that there. They both have... They both beat the same... Actually, no, he lost the both. Oh, never mind. But, uh... I don't know. Were you wrong, Angel? <laughs> I, was, I was wrong. I can't be wrong, Josh. I'm human. You know what? You're human. Yeah. I, I, I wish I was a fucking genius and I could just remember every single fighter's record and results and the way it ended and what time. Yeah, and you and don't what got time. that. I don't
0: got that sports autism like me, boy. I got.
1: <laughs> oh man, I remember it all, man. <laughs> I mean, Josh, I can name off every NBA champion by year. Just give me no,
0: answer. Angel, no, no. Yeah, that shit was impressive, though. It I, was. I, I, I that for a bit with like Super Bowls and stuff, you know. Like, really? I, like, I
1: could, huh? Really?
0: Yeah, I can. But and I think um,
1: I think I know most of the World Cup ones, or at least like the first few years.
0: I, I think you got you got that sports autism. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I keep on calling it, man. Just fucking. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Know I, don't, I, don't put it, I don't remember. I don't remember anything in my normal life. Like I don't remember. My memory is terrible. Then it's like. Josh, what's the stat line for like Matt Castle's 2010 season for the Kansas City Chiefs? And it's like 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 3,000 yards, and a Pro Bowl nod. You know what I mean? Like I can, <laughs> I can remember that on the top of the head.
1: Dude, know? one thing that I was really good at when I was keeping up, I could name every NBA starting lineup like uh, like a few years ago. I remember
0: this actually.
1: Has to do with some shitty teams. <laughs> yeah, no, and I used to be able to, I could probably name, like, some old starting lineups if you asked me for some teams, or at least most of them. Angel, tell me the 2017 Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, my God. This one should
0: be easy because they're a championship team. and That was the championship team? That was the, oh, well, actually, I'm, I'm thinking that was, that, was, that, was, that
1: was one year later. That was the fucked up year. That's where they had, like, Dwayne Wade, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I thought that was, yeah, 20, I don't know. It was around they, that time they had that Kevin, uh, that weird year. Kevin
0: Love, LeBron. The old Cavs. Yeah, they had the they had the, the retirement oh. Cavs, dude. They had D. Rose, they had Dwayne Wade. Della I,
1: I, I thought Della was gone by then, but I don't know. I don't know. He might have still been there. He was there a little bit, though. It was fun times, though. Fucking, they had that Spanish point guard I can't think of. Fucking, what was his name? He, like, fucked up Kyrie Irving his first game. I remember Kyrie talking about that. He, was on, he played for the Raptors at uh, that time. I can't... What the fuck was this motherfucker's name? Uh, it, I'm not going to remember it. That's so funny. You know, just because we're... Just because we're, you know, it's our podcast and we can choose to to take this time to look at this, I'm actually curious. 2017 NBA Cleveland Cavaliers. Let me, let me see is how it's... That, yeah, that's true, man. Oh, oh, Jose Calderon. That's... Hey, man, but I, I was... Jose right. Calderon, boy. There we go. Oh, man, never mind. I was wrong, Josh. This was actually – that wasn't the old they, – they weren't the old – actually, no, they were. They were. It's just the starting lineup was different. So they had Jordan Clarkson, Jake Cratter, Channing Frye, uh, George Hill. I mean, I remember all these. It Kyle Korver, Kevin Love, Larry Nance, Shetty Osman, our boy Derek Rose, Iman Shumpert, J.R. Smith, Isaiah Thomas, Tristan Thompson, Dwayne Wade, uh, and Ante Zizic. I remember this roster very well. Wow, what a time.
0: I know, right? What a time to be alive. Well. Anyways, now, man. Um, back to the UFC. Back to UFC. Uh, what do you think about uh, some other fights on the card, man? Nikita Krylov, that was uh main event we talked about a couple weeks ago.
1: I'm a, I'm a little Bang. disappointed in right span, dude. That's just low IQ right there. I'm sorry, you know? Really? I mean, Josh, he literally jumps into the guard. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I don't. I didn't think. I didn't think Nikita Krylov had jits like that. I mean, cry, cry, Krylov throws up a triangle cause, I mean, and, and obviously the way he went into it, do Josh, like, helped him a lot. So I mean, that was just poor. That was just a really poor job there. You know what I mean? And that, I wouldn't
0: that, get caught like that.
1: I mean, uh, I can come over right now, Josh.
0: <laughs> Angel, like I said, there's an ongoing joke that I've told Angel since he's been doing jujitsu. Next time I see him, I'm gonna. I'm going to grapple with him. And every single time he, we do that, he better be submitting me quicker and quicker. So, maybe. But, Angel, I think I got a, a mean flying triangle that'll take you out. So, I don't know. But,
1: uh, hey, man, uh, I br- I break legs out of here, bro. I don't do Oh, a shit. I'll leg yeah. lock you,
0: dude. <laughs> Angel, I've been working with my grappling dummy, and... <laughs> oh, my,
1: oh, man, who's your online teacher? Is it sure Roxanne Manaferi? Uh, actually, I've been using Gracie University, if you shall know. <laughs> 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 But anyways, so I am just like, I'm a so gracie student. I'm a head so gracie
0: student? Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh yeah, Nikita loved, dude. Uh outside of the low IQ kind of jumping into the straight into the triangle. Banger of a fight though. It was only three minutes, but yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um one of the better fights in the card, honestly. These two just went out there and tried to kill each other. Um
1: I feel like Ryan Span is like uh, in uh, and I think I just cut you off there a little bit, but we no, talked about right. this. You're good. You're good. we talked about Ryan Spann. Uh, we had a very particularly good conversation about him back I think it had him in twenty twenty. I can't remember. It was a Sam Alvey fight, I think. Uh or Devin Clark fight, one of the two in twenty nineteen. You we were thinking we were discussing like how good is Ryan Span, like how what, what is his ceiling? And uh I think look, he's capable of beating guys on his best nights. Uh, like, like who are kind of outside of the rankings could be pushing through rankings maybe middle of the pack. I think Dom Reyes one is just unfortunate one for Dom. I think we've seen that he's not fully there anymore, like potentially he once was. Kutilaba obviously that guy is just a walking tank. But we <laughs> see we, we see that once he's fought the higher echelon competition, the Johnny Walkers, the Anthony Smiths, the Krylov. He's fallen short. He's lost to them all in the first round, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's a little worrying because I and it's, it's Anthony Smith fought for a title and lost to obviously lost to John Jones. And he's good enough to be there. I just you know I don't know if Anthony Smith will ever be champion, but I know he he can be championship contending.
0: Same mm-hmm. with
1: Krylov. Same with Johnny Walker. And that's where Ryan Spann is losing to. I'm not speaking bad on those guys because I said I just compliment them all. and I said they're all championship contending, which means that at some point they could potentially reach a title. They could, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we are realizing what Ryan Spann's ceiling is probably. Is look, he's 31 years old. He has time to clean it up. He, he has time to get better. I just think that, and it's no disrespect to him. I feel like the fight IQ is not fully there at sometimes. I feel like he has this power. But outside of that, what else do you see? You know, we, we don't see any crazy, strange combinations. We don't see any wild ground game, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or crazy wrestling or, or stuff like that. I don't think I've ever seen, like, a game plan. I've never, like, watched one of his fights and been like, oh, I like to. Uh, he has a he has a game plan going to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And early on in his career, Josh, he he had a lot of submissions. He's catching a lot of guys in his jits. But ever since he's come into the UFC, it's been finishes on the feet, you know, stuff like that. He, he's losing on the feet, too. And right now, he just got submitted. Mm-hmm. Whereas before he got to UFC, guillotine finish after guillotine finish, submission, rear naked choke, you know, where are where all, where, where all those old, old layers at before you come to UFC? You know, I, I I think Ryan Spann needs to put it all together, you know? You're going think, hard on him right now. Yeah, no, but it, it, it's just because there's something there. He has talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to see guys succeed. And and the reason I'm going a little hard this year is because he's he's young. He has time. And he lost because of a mistake. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of times we don't, like, we don't do this crazy deep analysis, but I'm uh, just uh, – I felt like he could have fixed that. And, and look, I, I had picked him originally in, in the week before because I was like, oh, man, he, he's putting it together. This is time. He got that win over Dom Reyes. He had a win over Kutalava, Like, it, it's go time. It's show time, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's, uh, I agree. I agree. Um, definitely a guy that whenever he came to the UFC, we had a lot more, um, excitement for, and it feels like there's been times where he'll get going, and I, I don't even know if it's not, I don't even know if it's, if it's exactly like what you're saying, um, where it's like, what happened to his submissions, what happened to this, what happened to that. I wonder if it's a mental thing, because if he keeps on winning fights, but then he'll get up to, like, this big moment, and he'll just... I want to say choke, but like, if you look at his, his, his record came to the UFC, made one of the contender series, won a couple of fights in, or even beat a couple of, he beat the legend in there, like, you know, little nod, beat Devin Clark, our boy, you know how big of a fan we are of Devin Clark here, you know, um, beat Sam Alby friend of the show. And then he gets his, he gets a big fight against Johnny Walker. That was on an ESPN card. It was like on the main card of, uh, Covington Woodley, which did really big numbers if I remember correctly. And then he lost. Lost by knockout. We beat Misha Sorkonov gets a main event against Anthony Smith. Loses. Wins two in a row, including Dom Reyes murdering him. Gets this was supposed to be a main event. Ended up being one of the bigger fights on this card. Loses again. I wonder if it's a mental thing more than, you know, just him maybe simplifying things or not really using his grappling or whatever it may be. But I don't know. I, 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 I want to
1: see the know. bounce back. I'll put it like that. I want to see the bounce back and see how it comes back next fight.
0: Yeah, for his sake, I hope he figures it out. So, um, Regardless, man. Also on this card, uh, Jonathan Martinez, Pinkham and upset winner for Saeed Nurmagomedov. A bit surprising there. Um, Mario Bautista defeating Guido Canendi. Unfortunate for the 43-year-old. Uh, but, you know, it was a fun fight for all the last, you know. Uh, Vitor Petrino defeating Anton Turgaj. I don't even know how you pronounce that poor kid's name. But regardless, this one was a banger. Fight of the night. Uh, referee you don't give a fuck about deducting points because mm-hmm. these two grabbed the fence about 7,000 times. Um, give me your Martin. thoughts on some of those some of those fights that happened on the main card.
1: No, I mean, Jonathan Martinez, I think that was the big one coming out of this uh, this card for me because uh, I think I even highlighted it on the uh, pre sure or you might have because this is, uh, for one, ranking affecting. These guys are pushing themselves into the position. And obviously, they're, you know, we always mention it, even if they're not related, the Nurmagomedov name carries, you know, prowess, you know, in the sport. And uh, I think Saeed was even the favorite, but I'm like, dude, Jonathan Martinez is one bad man in the gym and the words of Josh. Uh, and after that cup win, I was like, he's going to be due for a big fight. And he was. He got Saeed Nurmagomedov. The one thing, and I was like, I I thought this was a one matchup because we had already seen Saeed lose in the UFC. He had lost outside of the UFC. He didn't look untouchable. But he was on a nice little streak there, man, getting, us, uh, you know, what was it, like four wins in a row with two two or three finishes in there. You know, got yeah. Cody Staman, Douglas Dion Silva, It was just a tough out for anybody. And then he beat uh, Sayuk Karkomanov, kind of a hard name to pronounce, but kid has some grappling, too. A lot of people didn't think that uh, that guy was going to give him any competition, but he came in hot into the UFC. I remember he he came in on short notice and got Trevin Jones in a quick submission. And then picked up a like a like a eight months six months later I went over to Running Lawrence and then they gave him Said, which I was like oh that's a decent little jump but maybe they see something in him but uh, I mean like I said earlier when we were talking about the one thirty five division I mean he's due for a big fight I mean there's there's they're gonna have to give him someone up there maybe a Song Yadong he I think he even called I don't did he call out Dom Reyes I think he called out another legend I could be wrong. But he called out a fight. He said he's down for another fight here soon, but you know how these guys are. They're always down for another fight. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I mean overall solid, solid nine of fights. Uh Josh, we do got to ha- we got to talk about a kind of a, a sad. I mean, it's it's sad and happy. I'd like to say because it's happy because ending your career and retiring is something that we associate with being sad, but I think it's happy because it means you're at peace. You're done with your work. You're, what you what your canvas that you have left behind is, is there. And, uh, he, uh, or half out Sun retiring, despite obviously sad ending because he loses, you know, submit, uh, submission, already triangle choke. Davey Grant gets to win there. Uh sick, uh, sick lead up to the finish. Uh, his own right, David Grant, uh, getting one over the the forty year old, the Brazilian. Very Be- very very proud of him, uh, and uh, obviously a nice little bonus for him, I think, for getting the finish performance of the night. Uh, how do you feel about Rafael since his career, Josh? Now that did, how did he announced mm-hmm. his retirement, and and how do you like? I like I said there at the start. I mean, it was kind of a happy happy and sad moment because you know he he retired. But then he also did lose via finish.
0: Hmm. Yeah, man. Um. Look, the the reality is that Rafael dos was never UFC champion, and um, he he's one of those guys that whenever you look at all time bantamweight rankings, you're probably not gonna see him pop up too much. But goddamn, he was good. You know, he that's like that's the best way I could put it. At one point, he was champ material. It's a damn shame he never got to fight for the belt. I think there were times where he should have fought for the title, where he got really, really close. But they're like, just, you know, why don't you just fight one more contender, Rafael? You know, he probably should have put his foot down, you know, but he didn't. Um, as far as his retirement goes, wish it could have happened uh, with a win. But um, it is what it is in that regard. Hell of a win for David Grant. Obviously, you you kind of don't like to see legends go out like this, but... I think we kind of knew that Rafael was near the end of his career. I think he bounced back in his last fight against Victor Henry, and nobody expected him to look as good as he did. But, um, yeah, man, just it is what it is. I mean, hell of a career, man, hell of a career. What did you What do you think about his retirement?
1: I guess it's sad because he got knocked out, but also happy because he gets to the end of his career. Like I said, I feel like uh, kind of being like, okay, this is my canvas, and this is it. I'm done with this, and this is where I'll leave behind. This is my legacy. So, and he, and it's, it's a pretty sick legacy, man. Let's be honest, that, that fucking record, all the names on there. I mean, un, unforgettable. I mean, he fought the who's who in that division. Um, kind of to make a nice little transition over though to Victor Henry, Tony Gravely, Victor Henry getting one back, man, after his loss to a half hour of sense, uh, So nice bounce back for him. Split decision. I thought it was a pretty fun fight. Uh, you know, kind of like what he said on the mic. He's like, uh, you know, that Ronnie Barcell's performance was not a fluke. I'm going to come back and, and show that, you know, that I'm, better than my last performance so mm-hmm. I was happy to see him do that against a guy Tony Bradley, Bradley who you know has a houseable record just like him been around and pretty you know well established in the UC at this point and and younger than him too uh my like I said my only grip with Victor Henry is he's he's a little older he has to you know get the ball rolling guy has to rack up those wins because he's thirty five man and at one thirty five you know once that uh, age catches up to you, and once you slow down a little bit, this division is full of young guns, man. It's the hardest division in the planet, in my opinion, because there's so much talent out there. You know, there's always one kid behind you chasing you to get your spot.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. Anyways, man, in terms of the rest of the card, premiums are pretty fun. I mean, I mentioned Victor Henry a couple of minutes ago when talking about Hafalson. and I picked up a nice one or Tony Gravely. My girl, Ariana Lipsy, she looked good on the feet, defeating J.J. Aldridge. Uh, solid performance by her. Tyson Nam coming up short. Carlson Harris picking up a win for Jared Gordon. And then also Josh Frummed defeating Sodricus Dumas, who uh kind of an interesting guy. I don't know if I, that's the way I want to put it, but uh people were kind of d- downing on him the last week or two because he uh, went off on like a media guy who asked him for an interview and told him to pay. And then also, apparently, he has a couple of domestic violence uh, things. So uh, that's, those are definitely definitely the guys you want to get off the Contender Series, you know. You can't. Chris Curtis had to go fight for an additional, like, five extra years. But fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but anyways, uh, that was Sardis Dumas' debut, and he uh, came up short. So anyways, man, this is a fun card. Fun card, and it perfectly sets the stage for this Saturday night. Because this Saturday, Angel at the O2 Arena in London, England, USC 286. Rocky is getting his homecoming. Uh, Leon Edwards, Kamar Usman, the trilogy. Obviously, they fought back December 2015. Kamar Usman, when they were both prospects, and Kamar picked up the win. Then they fought last August for the Walter Waite title. And uh, Leon had a bit of early success, but as the story goes, heading into the fifth round, he was down in the cards. He needed a big moment. He needed a big shot. And he got it. He landed the head kick, pull off the upset win. Wasn't an upset to me. I called it, but, uh, I'm joking. But anyway, so yeah, Leon, big win. And ultimately now they're going to rerun it tomorrow going into, uh, I don't even know, going into enemy territory, so to speak. What do you think about this one, man? It's a very interesting fight. Very excited for it. Do you think Leon, do you think lightning will strike twice
1: or do you think tomorrow and new? Man, this is a crazy one, because we saw in that Leon fight, look, first round, crazy first round, Josh. Takes Kamaru's back, throws up a submission, wild. But then after that, what seemed like four rounds of just Kamaru Usman until in the fifth round. Leon had been setting up that kick, catches Kamaru Usman with it, and boom, lights out, you know, like he laid out right there. The thing is, we're now in London, pressure's on, Kamaru's come back. Can he recreate most of what he did that night before? I think he can. You know, I mean, it was one moment. I'd say there was two moments of weakness. Obviously, to take in the take and the sub attempt by Leon. Oh, it was the other big moment of the fight outside of the finish? Obviously, mm-hmm. the Camaro for most of that. He was, he was, he was doing his thing. He was dominant. It looked futile. I mean, you remember we were, all, I mean, we were there with the boys, Josh, watching that fight. We were all kind of sitting. we like, damn. He's, he's just gonna do it again. Just is what it is. And we were kind of down. We kinda We were all kind of getting ready to leave, and that fifth round kind of got our shit together. You know, you remember everybody putting their stuff in their pockets, and then boom, out of nowhere, head kick. Like, oh, you know, everybody reacts. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I think Leon could recreate it. His striking's on point. He has some of the cleanest combinations, some of the best stand up in in this uh, division and in all the UFC right now. But, I mean, Kamara wasn't that far from getting it, man. I think Kamara's going to be able to do it. He's going to be able to recreate what he did on that night for the most part and what he did in his previous fight the first time around. Let's see it. I'm going to pick the Nigerian Nightmare to get his title back in London, England, in the O2 Arena.
0: Dang. Well, there you go, man. There you go. Um, Look, I –
1: Man, you almost – you sounded a little little press there. No, I'm kind of a little
0: of, bit – I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm a little bit disappointed because here's the thing. We've gotten a lot of new subscribers lately. We've gotten a lot of more, um like, attention because we've been doing more promotional stuff, and we've been just – we've just been killing it lately It's kind of what I want to put it like. However, if you've not been listening to the show for a while, you may not know, but I've been, like, the biggest Leon supporter since day one. I'm talking about, like, since he fought fucking – Wait, like when he fought like Peter Sabata, like on the undercard of fucking like a U, like a random UK card. Like I've been a fan of Leon for a while, so I've and I've been telling you, Adrian, I'm telling you, he's a future champ. He's got the striking, he's got the mindset, he just needs to put it all together. I think he put it all together last August. I think he knows. I feel like my biggest issue, and everybody's, and he, Leon's biggest issue with, issue with himself, he he did not believe. He didn't believe in himself, Angel. Now he doesn't just have to believe. He knows how fucking good he is. And Angel, I got to... Oh! Oh! Oh, my head. Oh, God. Angel, I think... I think Leon Edwards is going to go out there and do it again. That's my prediction. I'm going to take Leon Edwards and still. He's going to have... I don't... I don't. He, you guys keep on saying it's a rocky moment. It's a fluke. He's going to go out there and do it again. Possibly even by finish, because he's hey a bad guy.
1: This Rocky story was ass backwards, man. It, I mean, it was. I, I mean, Rocky won the second fight by KO, but it really should have been the split for for Kamaru. <laughs> Kamara <laughs> the creed. Oh shit! Oh no!
0: Um, yeah, man. It's uh, jokes aside, this is a, uh, unless, a hell of a fight unless
1: Kamaru yeah. comes out here like Club Relay.
0: Shit. Maybe. I mean, I will say this: I'm very sorry for this fight, and as big of a fan of I am of uh, of Leon. I really. Be I better, have no idea.
1: I mean, there's there's a lot of pressure. I think this is one of the best storylines we've had into a title fight in a while. You know what I mean? Or in recent yeah. memory, because yeah. kind of think back to. I mean, I'd say before this, Bahia Adesanya. But before that I really don't know what other good sort like Oliveira, Makachev, yeah, it was good. But I mean these guys have a very long history at this point. I mean when, when did their first fight take originally? 2016? Something like it's, that? Uh,
0: December of 2015 on the on the undercard of I believe RDA versus Cowboy.
1: I mean this Do you is that fight. This is years in the making. I mean this this is a trilogy fight now. Yeah. Kamara Uzman and Leon Edwards are making history and they're going to have a trilogy fight that's the other crazy thing about this who you know, it's one-to-one right now who's going to be two one up in the series the records are almost identical josh 20 and 3 20 and 2 i mean it's wild the fucking the the what's the word i'm looking for here i don't think i'll be able to get it out but just the uh the duality you know
0: yeah you know yeah. the
1: the difference you know uh they're both come from migrant families you know one nigerian one jamaican one in england one in the us i mean the, there's just it's so deep there's so many layers i mean it, it it just makes you fucking excited josh it just makes me want to punch a hole through this fucking wall next to me all
0: right well maybe we shouldn't do that much um i've actually
1: already you know put seven holes in this wall josh believe it or not
0: Angel, don't worry. I'm I'm well aware. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, no, I'm psyched for this fight though, man. I'm really psyched for this fight. It's uh, look, man. The month of March, it's all big fights. I mean, that's that's what I will say. It's been, I, I'm 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 fucking fired up right now, man. I, I mean, like it's, it's
1: DTF, Josh, down to fight, down man. to
0: fight. Because he, dude, like, think about this. Okay, we got the fight this weekend. Then we got Cheeto and Sanhagen, and then we got Peheo out of signing you Let's with, go! With, with Gilbert Burns, Mazdal, Rob Fawn, Adrian Yanez, Kevin Holland, Santiago Ponson, all those names that we talked about um, even earlier, right? By the way, Some we of get those cameras signs. right And now, then we I'm got UFC KC, which we will be in attendance for, my they son.
1: live. We'll even do a show live there. I,
0: I think we should pull out the phone and, and do a Big 3-esque. Like, you <laughs> know, I was pulling out the phone of the Big 3, just like, Angel, what do you think?
1: <laughs> we, we might have to, you know, just for shits and giggles, just for a little throwback there.
0: Yeah, that that would be that'd be a lot of fun. I got to um,
1: bring the Max hat, dude, from my side Max all the way high right up there. I've had it for years, dude, ever since we same. see that DJ Card, got to bring it with me.
0: Nice. But uh yeah, man, I think it's about time to move on from the main event because you've kind of given our thoughts there. Um co-main event though, also a banger. Justin Gagey, Rafael Fazeev, the two lightweights going to go head to head, man. Very excited for this one. Two strikers. They're giving the fans what they want with this matchup.
1: What do you think about it? Oh, man, Josh, I just – I think is going to win this, Josh. I, I really it, – it's just – Justin just didn't feed into his game. half game is stand-up. This guy's a Muay Thai specialist. You know, this guy is one of the – I think one of the head trainers at Tiger Muay Thai, too, which is just – the guy's the fucking teacher there, dude. Like, Damn, yeah. <laughs> you know, like – He's, he's actually... I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He's the striking coach at Tiger Muay Thai. Damn. What else do you need to know outside of that? i mean, that just, just show you how fucking good he is, actually. And I think Bobby... Not Bobby. I think Justin Gaethje is going to feed into his game. I mean, I, I, if Justin actually, like, mixes in takedowns, you know, uh, makes his game super wide. Granted, RDA tried to do the same thing. RDA wasn't able to do it. Fully, but RDA is older. Justin is younger. Guy has a fucking chin, but mm-hmm. against Fazib, dude, look, Justin's a good boxer, but Fazib's a good is a great striker. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to separate this fight, and I think Fazib's going to get this win. I think this is actually a great matchup for half health Fazib. If Justin Gaethje can't get his takedowns, can't put half health Fazib flat on his back, and look, even if he does, we'll see if Fazib can get up, get up. You know, that's another layer to the game we need to see. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, fair enough, man, fair enough.
1: I got half health Fazib. Yeah,
0: same here. I think I think the biggest thing for me is I think the speed is going to really fuck with Gaethje. Dude,
1: this that's, mother Fazeev is fucking fast. I think I even said that last time too. Yeah, he's
0: he is ridiculously quick. So I honestly think I, that's probably I think gonna be the biggest issue for him. Because um, I'm I'll, also gonna I'm also taking Fazeve, this I process. mean, yeah. yeah,
1: And look, and he's gonna check. He's and, and you know I don't think Justin's leg kicks are gonna be as effective as they are as on other fighters. This guy's. I mean, without Muay Thai stance, i mean, going to be checking all those kicks. I mean, he's chilling, you know. That's what I'm saying. There's just, I just think he neutralizes things that Justin does well, because it, I mean, that's just physique. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly. just it's, it's a styles fake fight, Josh, and this is a style that I think for Justin doesn't benefit. Mm-hmm. I, agree. I think it's just, I, I think Justin might
0: even get finished on the feet. Do you, oh, really? That's how yeah. strong they feel.
1: Yeah, I do. And we've seen it before. I mean, it's happened. Dustin, yeah. Eddie, I mean, it's not. it wouldn't be the first time, you know? It's been years.
0: Yeah. Also, Dustin's uh, taking a lot yeah. of
1: damage over his career, Josh. I mean, I wonder when it's going to catch up to him.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, it's going to, I mean, I think it's probably already catching up with him, if we're being fully honest. I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. he, he didn't get knocked out in his last fight. You know, obviously, he... But then he did get dropped by Olivera. He got dropped really hard by Olivera. And he got so, dropped early. He Chandler dropped him. was the hardest him.
1: anybody ever hit him.
0: Yeah, Chandler dropped him. Um, obviously it took a while. And then he got K, okay, but before that he hadn't been rocked in a while. So, I don't know. Um, but I, I do think Hafael Fazif is going to go out there and get a big win, possibly even a finish. So, I'm in agreement with you there. Um, on the main card, interesting one. Uh, I'm actually a big fan of this fight just because, you know, it's a it's a clash of styles. This is UFC one esque clash of styles. That's how different these two guys are. Brian Barberena, the fucking I mean, turning into with a fun brawler at welterweight, man. I mean, there have been guys in this position over time, and he's killing it right now. Bam Bam is uh, coming off a loss to RDA back in December. Prior to that, he had won three in a row, including Robbie Lawler and Matt Brown, taking on Gunnar Nelson, who you know lashed. Uh, I believe it was last year. Yeah, March twenty twenty two. He returned to action after a three year layoff, picked up a win for Takashi Soto. This is a second fight since uh that long layoff. What do you think, man?
1: I mean it's a fun fight. I mean it's a hard fight still. Brian is coming in on short notice. The original opponent was uh oh man, let me look D Rod, which that was a hard fucking fight too. I'd say mm-hmm. not similar styles, but similar in the aspect of its uh, striker matchup, you know? Mm-hmm. Um fuck, I mean this this it just it just depends. I mean, if Gunner can get him on the ground, get his jits going, and throw up some submissions, maybe. On the feet though, Brian is a fucking come forward, do it all. You know, let there be blood. You know what I mean, guys? Just a, a hammer. You know. They, I mean that guy's. It's kind of. He's. I mean, he's a Viking. It's kind of gladiatorial. You know. But he's goddamn uh, right he is. <laughs> in his UFC career though, only submitted once though. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm 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 gonna go. Uh, I go Brian Barbera. It is on short notice, but I'm gonna go Brian Barran.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think uh, I think Brian will have success in this one. I think I think one of the one of the big things you got to remember right now is that uh, Gunnar Nelson's a very small welterweight. Um, his grappling is incredible. However, he's been able to I don't want to say be muscled around by certain welterweights, but he's pretty much a lightweight fighting a welterweight. So he's been able to. There have been guys that had he put on, like, a little bit of muscle and a little bit of size, he would have been able to go ahead and deal with it better. Uh, And Brian's a big guy for welterweight. So I'm still going to take Gunnar Nelson. I think just stylistically he'll be able to maybe not hold down Brian Barbrain, but I think he'll be able to have enough success, especially in clinch and grappling situations, to uh, pull pull off the win there. Excuse me. a flyweight fight that I'm super excited for. Women's flyweight, also on the main card. The undefeated Casey O'Neill. We have not seen her since her win over Roxanne Mataferri, friend of the show, February 2022. So, over a year, and she's been picking on Jennifer Maya, kind of like a gate, one of the gatekeepers in this, uh, women's flyweight division. Coming off of over Re- Marina Moreau's last November, prior to that she lost two in a row. She kind of, you know, her entire UFC career, won one, lost two in a row. Some stuff like that. Go back and forth. Uh, Jennifer Meyer has in terms of wins and losses in her UC career. What do you think about this one?
1: I'm excited, man. I'm happy to see KC Neal back. Obviously, she had surgery, I think, is what they're later. Uh, I don't know where. it was, And she had a pretty long recovery. I think she's even coming back a little bit earlier than what she had been predicted to come back to by her uh, whoever had done her, you know, doctor or whatever. And, uh, I mean, when we talk young prospects who – or have a high skill ceiling and are on the come up casey o'neill is one of them man she is very well-rounded for being so young i mean she's 25 years old and she has the full package she can strike she can compete on the ground you know she is a a multi-dimensional fighter which a lot of times with when you when you see a young fighter there's one aspect of their game that stands out for casey o'neill i think all aspects of her game stand out i think her jiu-jitsu is good i think her strike is good as well a shit her for Maya here, though. I think she's going to look great. I think I think she's going to sauce her up on the stand-up, and if it ends up on the ground, Casey O'Neill has no problems being on the ground. I'm going to go Casey O'Neal, get her that nice 10-0, and, and move mm-hmm. her up the rankings. Sam
0: here, I uh, I think she's going to go out there and get a big win, man. There's a statement um, fight for her. They put her on this card for a reason. They know it's a big one, and uh, I think she's going to go out there and pick up a big win. So I'm going to go and say Casey O'Neill, get that perfect, nice 10-0 at UFC 286, so, yeah, opening up the main card though, middleweight banger, Marvin Vittori, the Italian stallion, the Italian dream, been out of action, since his loss to Robert Whittaker, in UFC France, taking on, the rising, Roman D'Elise. man, this guy, beat Jack Hermanson, beat Phil Hawes, beat Kyle Dukakis, uh, beat JP Bytes, somewhere in there too, probably, hell of a winning streak for him right now, and, uh, but this is a big step up, though. Marvin's a big step up. So, what do you think about
1: this one? This is a great matchmaking here, Josh. I had—I think I had called this fight even before it was made. I—I I, I said that uh, this was the fight to make for—I uh, think Roman at the time for who was available. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong there. I mean, I'll take credit anyways, though, Josh. Because why the fuck not? There you go. Yeah. This just... But Marvin Vittori, I mean, who can I compare him to in another weight class? I mean, he's just. Let's, I'm trying to think who, who's a great example of him, but he's just uh, a tough out for anybody. I think he's kind of a uh, – not similar, but the same – but kind of the Dusty Emporia this division away, maybe. I, I, that's not that's not perfect, but I think he's just uh, good in all aspects, strong, very athletic, can grapple, can strike, can, comes forward, pretty good cardio, you know, falls a little – you know, fell short at the title. Um and Roman's just not, he he's coming up, man. He's coming up hot. I mean, 12 and 1, strong, has some fucking power, too. He can get, he can finish on the ground as well. I think, uh, I think Roman Delice is going to get this one, Josh. I think Marvin Vittori is going to catch this loss here for Roman Delice, and I think Roman Delice is going himself as a top contender of the 185 division and chasing this title. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree, man. I agree. Um, I think Roman's an interesting guy right now, man. He's a very interesting guy. And for Marvin, I've always liked, him. I think part of the reason why I've always, uh, I don't know, I've always just been kind of a fan of Marvin. He's a, he's a, he's a funny guy, man. He's an interesting guy. And kind of, uh, he's a character. He's a lot. He's a character. That's the way to put it. Uh, but I think it's a really rough matchup for him, man. I was so fucking impressed with Roman's last win. God damn, the way he butchered Jacker Manson. We've never seen anybody go out there and do what they, and that's, you gotta remember too, dude. Think about Jacker Manson's
1: fight before Roman did the lease. Do you remember what it was? That was, uh, fuck. That was Chris Curtis. That was where he looked fucking great. Where he I mean, looked
0: stunning on the feet. Chris couldn't even touch him. Great. No, uh,
1: short, short notice for Chris, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, so there you go. Fair enough. But still, regardless, um, crazy, crazy. But anyways, man, I'm also going to take Roman. But uh, yeah, it should be a hell of a main card as far as the undercard goes. Which fights are you most looking forward to? I know that your boy Mohamed Makaev's on here. Juliana Killer Miller is back from
1: tough. There's a couple of uh, good fights on here, man. I mean, you talk about Mohamed Makaev, Josh. Not a ranked opponent. Actually, first time making his official UFC debut. Rafael Filo, Fil- Fil- Fil-? A Brazilian fighter. One on the Contender Series. Mohamed Makaev wanted to fight so bad, and I guess no ranked opponent wanted to fight Mohamed Makaev and when- amount of time, because Muhammad was dealing with an injury. So, that's another thing. So he's like, you know, something? fuck it. I'll put my ranking on the line. And takes this fight. Uh, fucking game of shit. One of my favorite young guys in all of the UFC right now. One of my number one prospects. I, future champ, I think. I mean, I love praising this because he's just so talented and I, I just like him a lot. Um, Jack Shore, Josh. 145 Mach 1 Americani. Is this a weight change for Jack Shore? Or is this just temporary just because he wanted to make this fight happen? Um. Well, I mean, I know that he's fought a featherweight.
0: I think he even began his UFC career at featherweight, possibly. Um, but re- regardless, I think this is a temporary thing, from my
1: understanding. I was curious. So. I was, I was going to look into it. I don't know, but fun matchup there. I know Jack Short. He lost his last fight. I think that was uh, he fell short against Ricky Simone. Rough man losing your O after having him for such a long time. A perfect fifteen and zero. And I think I had even picked him at the time for to win his fight. But let's see how he bounces back, you know. Let's see how he recovers from having that loss. Or is it coming up a uh, weight class two at one forty five and a guy with Mach 1 Americani who is he's just he sticks sticks around, man, and he's he he's in this division. He's gonna he's gonna keep trucking along and trying to get those wins. Uh coming off the loss though it's a very good and young talent, Jonathan Pierce though. Who he's got it. he got a big shot recently too.
0: Did. Yeah, Maquan Americani, a guy that's interesting because I never would have expected him in like a million years. Like, there are guys who I I kinda brought this up when I was talking about Devin Clark, like we a couple if you guys saw the clip um, on our on our YouTube channel when we were talking about it. Like Maquan Americani is a guy you don't think he's not going you don't think of him as like when he came to the UC. He'll be around for a long time, but dude, he's been in the US for almost ten years now. Like, he, he got signed fucking in 2014. So, there you go, man. And I did not expect him to be around. If you would have told me in 2014, hey, what Wanamir Khan, he's going to still be doing the damn thing in the UFC. Like, definitely not expecting it. So, uh, yeah. But, he anyways. guys,
1: a giga chat, Josh. What do you expect?
0: Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's completely fair. Um, <laughs> but, anyways, man. Yeah, that should be a fun fight. Um also on the undercard, i as I mentioned, your boy Muhammad Khaif, I gotta go ahead and shout him out too, man. This kid really is, uh, he's a elite prospect. I mean, 23-0 is an amateur, 9-0 is a pro, and, uh, it says a lot to me, cause I remember his last fight took place against Malcolm Gordon, and there were people being like, man, like, he, he struggled a bit with Malcolm Gordon, you know, cause he didn't, he didn't really struggle, but like, Malcolm Gordon won around, you know, like, still ended up getting finished, but I, you know, it just kinda shows the, the high expectations that people have
1: for him. So. That's how it is, and it, it, it came from the desk too. You remember that the commentary was on his ass. Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, you can you can go back and replay that for anybody who maybe didn't watch that after they didn't catch it. Definitely go back and listen to that fight commentary. They were on him about that. But they were, yeah. I mean, and they, they gave him credit. They gave him his due at the end, but it mm. only came after the after the win though, after it ended in the finish.
0: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, man. But regardless, I am. Pretty excited for his return. Um, other fights on the card, just a couple of quick ones to go over. Uh, Laroni Murphy, Gabriel Sanso should be a banger. Uh, pretty excited about that one. Christian Duncan taking on Dusko Trotovic, should be a lot of fun. Malcolm Gordon, the aforementioned, he's actually a pretty good, uh, maybe not ranked guy, but you know top 15 ish gatekeeper. Gatekeeper of the top 15 to the actual ranked guys. Taking on Jake Hadley. Jake Hadley, another young prospect. If he can go ahead and pick up a win here, maybe he will be ranked. We'll see. Um, Joanna Wood taking on Luna Carolina. Jai Herbert, Ludwatt Klein. Dude, the fact that that fight is so Pretty far low. down on the card. I a mean. little lower, yeah. Yeah. And then, as you said in the green room, Ju- Juliana Killer-Miller, who we're a big fan of uh, coming off it tough, taking on Veronica Machado. That's actually a very good fight, but it does have to take place as the first fight of the card because they got to get Dan Hardy's ass out of there real quick. <laughs> So, uh, there you go. Um, any closing thoughts on this card, man?
1: No, I mean, absolute banger. It's to be a little bit early for us since it's uh, England, but doesn't matter, man. We'll be there. We'll be there and be square.
0: Yep. It's definitely. So, um, yeah, man, we do got to go ahead and um, – we did go over UFC stuff, but we do also got to go ahead and uh, just double back and talk about Belcher 292, which happened Friday night, San Jose, California, SAP Center. And Utsmaner uh, Magomedov pretty much doing what most people thought, um, going out there and defeating Benson Henderson. I thought maybe Benson would be able to win a couple of exchanges, have some moments instead. Dude, Utsmaner Magomedov leveled up going out there, knocking Benson down, and then submitting him in the first. Uh, the win was not that surprising. However, Benson Henderson, post-fight, retiring in the center of the cage, one of the all-time great lightweights hanging it up first of all give me your thoughts on the win and also give me your thoughts of Benson Henderson an all-time great hanging it up
1: I think for Umar I mean this is kind of the expectation we kind of have for him you know he's champ you gotta defend your title and in the best way possible and this is a statement win um and it's not going to come easy regardless of your legacy your name or how much time you've been in the sport Mm -hmm. and uh you asked me about Benson as well his retirement right yeah,
0: correct. What like kind of your thoughts on and what it is for a figure like that to walk
1: away? Uh, heartbreaking, man. But like, like I said, he's leaving on his own terms. He he had told himself, hey, in this four fights, if I lose, I'm going to retire. And it's crazy, Josh, that going into that fight against that what twenty two and one Russian, uh, you know that was the that was the thing against Mamadov. twenty and one and one at mm-hmm. the time. That if he lost that fight, we he, he could have retired after that. But he ended up winning his position. And then he yeah. got a win over Peter Quilly. He could have potentially retired after both of those fights. Instead, he makes it to his third fight for the belt. doesn't get it, sadly, and retires on the center of the cage man. I got to respect it. Left on his own terms. He gave himself a proper timeline. Ends his career in Bellator 7-7, seven and 11-3 seven, in the UFC, 5-1 and one in WEC. Beautiful career, man. One of the greatest chins in all of MMA. Um, God. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, this guy has a fucking chin, dude. Like, I never really thought about it. But he had one of the best chins ever. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, man. I mean, he, he's an all-time, um, like, I, it's kind of weird to think about because he was only in the UFC for, like, four or five years. He had a longer belt run than he did a uh, UFC run. I don't think about that being the case, but it is. Um, yeah, he's an all an all-time great and an all-time great chin, which partially made the fact that he got knocked down by Usman so shocking, so, um, yeah, man, but, you know, it is what it is, like I said, some newer fans may not be aware of him, they may not know kind of the history of of Benson, but god damn, he, he, he's a bad motherfucker, man, he's, he was a really bad motherfucker in his prime, I mean, the way that he went through Nate Diaz, if you guys ever watched that fight, that was a title, people don't even know that Nate fought for a title at one point, um, he did, <laughs> yeah, he. he but he got fucking 50 43'd because Benson Henderson just beat the shit out of him. Uh, his first fight with Frankie was really entertaining. The way he shut down uh, Clay Gui to get the title shot, entertaining. I mean, he has a lot of great performances throughout his career, man. Um, his, his solid winning streak, he won like those four fights in a row to get that fight against Michael Chandler, the rematch. His first fight with Chandler was a banger. I mean, he.
1: he an all time great.
0: So, thank you, Benson Henderson, for everything. And uh, as far as Usman goes destructive force i mean that kid is inevitable but uh, we do got to go ahead and say uh in the co event dude alexander shabley is i knew he was good going into this don't get me wrong like i i i, I hacked up the uh, the grand prix a while ago on the show just bangers all around T- great dudes however god damn dude this dude is way better than i thought what do you think
1: I said it, Josh. I uh, I told you. I was like, he has not met the level of competition. He needs to be fighting yet, and this is opportunity. Obviously, he got it in Brent premised a little bit, but against Freak Side, we saw it. And it'd be a weird finish, though, didn't it? Because it looked like he hit the cup right or something like that. Something like that, yeah. It, it was odd in that sense, but hey, man, he he, he got it done though. I mean, that's all that matters. He's moving on.
0: I know, and he's moving on, and. uh who who is he gonna fight next? I cannot. Uh, do do we have like the bracket? Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can find it real quickly. Because there's more fights coming up pretty soon.
1: Uh, okay, is, I got it right here, Josh. His next matchup is either Petriki or AJ. Which holy shit!
0: Oh man. Where when are they fighting?
1: I can't. To, remember. to be determined from what I see on the picture I'm looking at because. They got premise and Barnaby scheduled for uh May twelfth.
0: Interesting. Yeah man, interesting. So um Gonna be a really
1: fun fight, man. Gonna be a really fun fight and but the, uh, but, but but the real story, Josh, is the next fight. What's the real what's the next fight? Linton Vassell getting the finish of Valentine's Oh, there first. we go. I, I hyped up Linton Vassell before this. Remember, I was like, look, he's making that weight change. Sometimes these guys, when they get older, they find a little success, you know. And fuck, man, he's going to get his opportunity at the belt again against Ryan Bader. Like, that's actually hype as shit. Dude, the, the Linton Vassell
0: story right now is the best one going in MMA that nobody's talking about. Like, I've, I've had this feeling for a while now, but, like, dude, you have a guy who... I mean, look at the names. I mean, well, let's just go. Thirty-nine years old, a Bellator guy who was always good, but he was never great. I mean, he he fought Emmanuel Newton for the title way back in the day, and he lost to him. Shout out! He fought King Mo in the uh, one of the tournaments, uh, the one night tournament way back in the day. Bellator one night one forty two, which I think dynamite. Was also the, dynamite! There you go, baby. It was their first kickboxing show. T Ortiz in the main event.
1: Let's and go. Fun fact,
0: Super fun fact for you. Um, there was somebody on the undercard of that who's, like, a really big name now, but I can't remember who it was. It was, um... Fuck, I can't think of who it is. But anyways, regardless, yeah, Bells were 142 way back in the day. Was was
1: it a kickboxer or was it a fighter? Who was it?
0: Um, I can just pull up the card right now, actually.
1: Liam McGee, are you on here?
0: Yeah, Liam McGeary, He's a guy.
1: I I I always thought
0: he was going to be a lot better than He kind of ended up being. Mike um, Malott. Oh shit! Mike Malott oh, was the one of the earliest fights, and he was the second fight on this card.
1: Yo, what the fuck? One
0: fight after Francis Carmont, who ended up going into the main event. And that fight, I just realized that was his last fight. God damn, dude! Francis Carmont for real got knocked out by fucking Davis. Damn. Anyways, yeah, Lynn Vassell, I mean, let's, go and, let's run it down, dude. Guy that was always good, but not great. 39 years old. Just says, fuck it, I'm just gonna move up to a different weight class. He does. Gets knocked out. Not, not knocked out, excuse me. Loses in his first ever fight in the weight class. He lost to Valentin Moldovsky, and then he fights Sergei Kandertan, a fucking beast. Who, I'm assuming Bellator's thought he's gonna get run through. Knocks him out. Ronnie Marks, who... Not a great guy, but he's been everywhere, UFC, PFL, Bellator, all that stuff. Knocks him out, faces Tyrell Fortune, who at one point was a legitimate Beltor prospect, beats him by decision, faces Tim Johnson, knocks him out, and then faces Valentin Moldovsky, the guy that he lost to in his heavyweight debut, and he knocks him out. So now it's going to be Lynn Vassell, 39 years old, taking on Ryan Bader in a rematch of a fight that they had way back in... Um, it's all the way back in November of 2017, and I think that fight even happened at uh, Penn State. So there you go, fun facts. Yeah, man. What do you think about um, Ryan Bader and Lynn Vassell running that fight back?
1: This, I mean, look, it, I think it's the best time to do it. I mean, they need to do it. It has to be the next fight. There's no other option.
0: Yeah, there's literally – I don't even know who else stayed. I don't even know who else they give it to. I mean,
1: he, I think he has a longer win streak right now, actively at a heavyweight than Ryan Bader too, doesn't he? I
0: I don't think that's factual because I don't think I don't think he's ever lost. I don't think Ryan Bader's ever lost at heavyweight, so
1: really. Well at the moment, you know, talk about active you know, because he has Yeah, yeah. he's not um, not a heavyweight, but you yeah. uh, know. I see your
0: point. I see your point. Um yeah, man, I'm I'm psyched for this fight. I don't know who the else they could even give it to.
1: Um yeah um, it's not even close there's no competition
0: there is no competition whatsoever so
1: he's yeah, looking I, out of the contenders
0: yeah I mean I said like I ran it down um a minute ago man like his like he, he even debuted with a loss which is the crazy part you know like he debuted to have with a loss to Moldovsky and they probably threw Gareth Keratonov about him thinking like all right let's get Sergei a big win you know and then we just we came into a big fight, and instead he won, and he has not lost since, so shout-out to Lin Vassell, man. What a fucking beast. Um, Dude, we got to—I mean, Michael Venom Page is a destructive man. We got to talk about that, too. Which one down on the main card? These two— I mean, Basically, Josh. Which, yeah. I mean, go Josh. Ahead. Take it away. It's your boy, Goichi, you, you
1: know? So. No, I mean, Josh, but it's MVP, Josh. It's MVP. Are we surprised? This guy fucking hurts people,
0: dude. That's, that's fair. Yeah, I'm not surprised, motherfucker.
1: God, that, that's, what is it, that, that Cyborg Santos, when, will have the one, live, the flying knee, will always live rent free in anybody's head, whoever watched that, I remember
0: watching that fight live, too, that shit was on tape delay, so, uh, Bellator used to do tape delay back in the day, and so I knew that MVP won by knockout, but you didn't know how, I, I had no idea how, and so I, I watched the fight, and he fucking throws the ball, and I, Knowing, because at that point, we kind of knew that, uh, what's his name got really fucked up. So, got, Cyborg got really fucked up. So, we're
1: just watching him celebrate. You know something? Knowing. That was one of the biggest highlights, outside yeah. of the Connor win that like blew up the internet for like a very long time. That I, that I remember early on when I was trying to get, when I was getting into MMA. Because that was back in the like, 2016, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because I remember seeing like the MVP, because you know, MVP had all these crazy fucking celebrations, but. Like, I remember that one, like, popping up all the time, and even people who didn't watch, like, you know, weren't necessarily big fans of the sport, and obviously, if you're not super into the sport, you're probably not watching Bellator, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a pretty fair thing to say.
1: Yeah, and especially at that time. So, yeah, I remember seeing that highlight a lot. And I mean, a fucking another highlight, fucking, do we know what, do we know the official injury for Goichi or what happened?
0: Uh, not as of now, I don't think.
1: I heard people were like, he broke his fucking knee you know, always something crazy. His kneecap, yeah. I mean he did look fucked.
0: Oh, I mean he definitely was fucked. I just I just don't know what exactly for, happened.
1: Yeah, we don't know it for a fact yet. Man, but, MVP back though, Josh. I remember I was like he's coming off two losses and he needs to get one back and fuck he got a, a great one back.
0: Oh yeah, man, he got a he got a great one alright. Um so, yeah, big win by him. Love to see it. As far, well, uh, not the injury, but the win, you know. Um, <laughs> as far as, uh, the rest of the card goes,
1: man, what are some of those undercard fights you want to talk about? Man, Josh, we got to highlight our boy Yags getting a win over Julius you and Glikis. has kind of been on the down. A little bit of a downtrend right now. He has been, yeah. I did not see that coming. It's a little rough, man. Three losses in a row. Granted, though, we got to look at the competition. Nadeem Nemkov, Phil Davis, and Yags. You know, just I mean, a, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 murderers row. You know, I mean,
0: just a yeah, couple of fucking savages.
1: So no know. shame in that. I mean, he's 31 years young. I mean, he has a lot of time, but that is rough though. Three losses. I mean, you never know. But for yeah, bounce bounced back. Come you know, coming back after having a rough debut against Corey Anderson, uh, a, a banger of a fight with Carla Brexton, which I need to go back and rewatch that one. And then finally getting, and then he caught you know finally in 2022. Half Carvalho, and this year Julius and I I hope to see a big year for yeah uh, you know something I just thought about what the fuck mm. how oh, long has he seen Corey Anderson it has been a while it was like yeah so, I, I mean I don't know what do what do you think him versus him versus Corey Anderson I mean they already are fought saying? once at some point at some point they'll run it back. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. I, I got I got a little bit too excited. I'm riding I'm riding the Yags hype train still, Angel.
1: Dude, we were we were a big fan of Yags, and he got we didn't know jack shit about him. We had done some research. we were like, he might actually be Corey. You know, he, he, he might was. actually do it, and then it turned out to be he was not
0: nearly as good as we thought he was, but he's still as fun as we think he is. So, you know, there you go. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that was a big win. Not a whole lot to say, really, about the undercard. I mean, Enrico Barzolo picked up a win. You know, Josh Hill picked up a split-decision win. Not a whole lot to say coming out of this one to mid-late. Um, but, yeah, man. I mean, I think that's about all we got for Bellator. And we, but we do got a bit of news to kind of close out the show. Because uh Floyd Mayweather really doesn't seem to like Jake Paul. I mean, I just keep – Are you sure about on. that, Josh? I I was wondering. I was wondering admittedly. But I mean I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like I'm pretty sure. <laughs> because they were outside of Miami heat game and um
1: <laughs> I mean that was the first mistake.
0: I mean honestly, I mean that's that it really was because he fucking Goes out there and he's with – if you've seen Floyd Mayweather, you know he's ready to form Voltron at all times, all right? <laughs> he's, he's fucking strapped. Yeah, and by strapped, I mean
1: – Six other dudes. <laughs> which,
0: yeah, exactly. He's got six other fucking guys of him. 60, uh, 60 other guys, excuse me, at all fucking times. So, yeah, man. I mean –
1: It's not Voltron, Josh. It's called Avengers Assemble. Come on.
0: Oh, my bad. My bad. That's that, that one's on me, Angel.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like, for real, though. I mean, he, uh... I he need to post a, that as
1: a meme next time. Plug like into the exchange. Just that, uh, clip of Endgame with fucking, <laughs> uh, Captain America saying Avengers Assemble. <laughs> that's funny, dude. And that's running funny. into the fucking combat.
0: That's fucking comedy, dude. Um, anyways, man. Yeah, I mean, I think the, uh... I mean, I guess we haven't even really say, but they were outside a fucking they were outside a heat game, right? And uh I guess Floyd saw him, Floyd and his entourage saw him, and they just started chasing Jake Paul like they were gonna fucking jump his ass. And I saw people and Jake retreated. He did a tactical. <laughs> it was not running away, it was a tactical retreat, folks. It's it's completely different. And he uh went back inside the venue. Um and uh, ended up just calling Floyd out to an actual fight. He said, "I'm, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tough. I'm not dumb, and uh, I'm not going to fight fifty dudes at one time." So, yeah, man, give me your thoughts on this. Um, I think it's honestly kind of embarrassing. If I'm being completely honest with you, I think it's a little bit embarrassing for a 46 year old man to be beefing this hard with like a 25 year old YouTuber. But I mean, what are your thoughts? Comedic
1: man, I think it's hilarious.
0: I mean, I, I mean, it's obviously funny, but like, also a little bit sad.
1: It is, but it, but it's funny, dude. I don't know. I just think it's dumb. It's silly. I mean, Floyd's gonna do what Floyd's gonna do. I'm not even surprised that there is. I mean, I'm I'm surprised it took this long. If anything, well, I mean,
0: apparently he had him kicked out of his of his fucking, um, what is it? last time he fought in uh, Abu Dhabi, when he fought Deji, I guess, because Jake was there for uh, the Tommy Fury thing. Floyd apparently had him kicked out of the venue. So he's, <laughs> he's been beefing with him for out. a while. <laughs> yeah, he's been, he's been beefing with him for a fucking while now, man. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a bit sad. That's honestly all I, I got to say about it. I think it's a little bit sad, a little bit pathetic. But, um, you know, is what it is. Um, Speaking of Jake... We did see a report recently, this is actually not on the rundown, but I want to get your thoughts on it, uh, essentially saying that he is actually looking not at, you know, Tommy Fury next, he's actually gonna think about fighting Floyd next, Angel. Do you think, is that something you wanna see?
1: Why not, man? Anything to keep me entertained. That's where you're at. Yeah, I mean, I, even
0: I just, even at a even if it's like an exhibition, or do you need it to be like an actual full blown fight?
1: It could be an exhibition. People can still get knocked out in an exhibition. I guess that's true.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have no interest in any Floyd exhibitions. I'm so far done with that at that point.
1: I mean, or he's just know, doing them against the right people, man.
0: I guess you're right. I guess you're probably right. A-
1: exhibitions could be fun if he did them against the right people, but he's just not doing them against the right people, and. It, it was, it was interesting. Like, when he did a whole tension thing, it was like, okay, interesting. You know, there was a little bit of, a, just a little something about that. And I think it'd be more safe if he did, like, an excavation against someone like fucking Raw You know, I think that'd be even better.
0: Well, he was originally, before, fun fact, before he was gonna fight, uh, Aaron Chalmers, he was supposed to fight Liam Harrison from One, who's a Muay Thai, uh, Muay Thai guy. That would have been fun.
1: That, you know, that, that would have been interesting. Yeah.
0: Like, there's been a couple of guys that, um, you know Floyd has been fucking in talks with or just hasn't worked out, but you're probably right i think I think they're relatively close to doing some fun things, but um, yeah, I mean, if it's an actual fight, I'd be down if it's an exhibition, I don't really care about it, but speaking of um odd odd fights exhibitions, and the like, um angel, we got fucking. <laughs> KSI and Floyd Mayweather may be fighting Manny Pacquiao and Salt Poppy in a tag team boxing match. I'll admit, dude. uh, This is the crossover
1: I wanted, Josh. This is a real multiverse. Fuck the multiverse. If
0: they're gonna, if they're gonna do these fucking tag team boxing matches, they're gonna do some weird stuff. Cool. I'm cool with it. But let's, let's, let's get some real fighters in here who, who are actually good at combat. Let's see that, let's see the idea at its full execution. Like, fucking Ice Poseidon, I, like, dude, I could whoop Ice Poseidon right now, fucking coming out, like, coming off my yeah. couch, okay? Right? Like, let's have actual, if, let's test this, let's test great, this shit. Great,
1: those, those two guys were supposed to have different opponents, though. Oh, really? Yeah, originally. Uh-huh. Uh, at least, I know, if not, at least one of them, cause that other guy, Whoever As asked teammate was, he did pretty good. He did his part. It was just him not being able to do his part.
0: Yeah, there you go. I mean, he got brutalized. <laughs> God damn. But, um...
1: Yeah, second time.
0: Yeah. But anyways,
1: man. I mean... We need our boy PJ in there, dude. He's looking shredded right now.
0: Oh, yeah, he is. Shout out, shout out Overflow. But... um. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm down for this. You know, um, it's 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 weird, but it's the type of weird that I'm into. So that's that's probably the way that I'll go ahead and, you know, phrase it. Um. Anyways, man. More news. uh Also in the boxing world, Oleksandr Usyk and Tyson Fury may be fighting, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, dude, like, if you guys have not been following this story, this is like. Huge. And people don't really talk about, like, the importance of this fight. Like, this is not just Ole Alexander Uso for the size of Fury. The winner of this fight would be crowned the first unified, undisputed heavyweight champion in over 20 years. And Angel, I'm going to test your knowledge real quickly. Do you remember who the last one is? I guess maybe not remember because, you know, you were, like, a child. But, like, do, do you know who it
1: is? It's not our boy Big Mike, is it? No, no. Oh, fuck. Had it been... Fuck. Dude. Damn. Was it our boy, uh... My God! Can I get a hint here. Um,
0: they were one of the best heavyweights of the '90s.
1: Dude, I don't know who it, I don't know who could be off the top of my head. All
0: right, well, it, it's
1: it's uh it's Lennox Lewis. He did it in nineteen ninety nine. I mean, that's not a surprise. I was between like, who who was the guy that uh Tyson bit here? I forgot. I'm fucking blanking here for some reason. You know when you get it on the spot and you just blank? Yeah, my boy. Uh. You know what else I thought it was? Before you even said uh, any name, I was like, was it George Foreman? <laughs> 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 fucking, fucking unit George Foreman, dude.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um,
1: George Foreman's a motherfucker, though, dude. He was a motherfucker.
0: Yeah, no, it was Lennox Lewis back in 1999, but anyways, this fight's very important. It needs to happen, and I think Tyson Fury knows it needs to happen, and he knows who the type of guy Alexander Usyk is. So It's probably the be-
1: biggest match in boxing right now.
0: It is. Yeah, I think so. Um... But, they were talking about fighting. They've been actually talking about fighting for a long time. And the big issue is it comes down to, uh, one thing. It's this the revenue split. Usyk thinks that they're both heavyweight champions. In fact, Usyk has three of the, uh, four of the five belts. Um, cause he's got the, everything but the WBC and he also has the ring heavyweight title as well. So he's got four of the five. And he knows that he's not a big enough draw, but he's got four of the five belts. So he's like, alright, 50-50 down the middle. However, he's also been willing to go down to 60-40. Apparently, Tyson Fury will not fight for anything less than seventy thirty. Newsick said, "All right, big belly, let's do it." Just did not give a fuck because that's the type of guy that he is, and he agreed. And then one day after he agreed to the fight, Tyson Fury went, you know, let's let's up the stakes, you know, like let's. <laughs>
1: that's that's getting pressure right there.
0: Let's let's, you your you bollocks, you know, um, you're worried about the money, your little shit house, you know, <laughs> your little dosa, you know, but um. There, there, he wants uh there to be no rematch clause where he won't fight him so it's another it's another day another thing um i got to admit man i'm a big i I've, I've been like a long time tyson fury fan i've never been more disappointed to see somebody outright duck another fighter and especially, i really especially
1: hate, with the money that's on the line and the the legacy uh implications behind this well, too here's the big thing is it's
0: literally like I mean, it's, it's literally fucking, it's literally a duck. There's liter, there's literally no explanation. There's no good, there's no other fight for him. In fact, they've already gotten they've been they've been able to because uh, like whenever it comes to boxing, a lot of fighters will make excuses and stuff. And a little secret is a lot of those sanctioning bodies, if you work with them, they'll actually give you more time to negotiate, and they won't just go out and give you a mandatory automatically. You'll get the mandatory automatically for not working on anything else.
1: Especially because those bodies have to be paid too.
0: Yeah, and they make more fucking money if you're fighting fights people want to see. So a lot of the times, Saint Jean Dubois just get blamed for shit. And that doesn't mean I don't have issues I mean, the thing with them. I think the WBC is shit, for example. But um, you know, it, they they have been uh, given a lot of time to negotiate by the WBC. The WBA, I think, even ordered Usyk to fight Daniel Dubois at one point, and then they got an extension. Um, and they're like, "All right, never mind that. We're bad. All right, you guys can keep on negotiating." But and so there's no reason for Tyson Fury not to take this fight. He's getting a huge percentage. He, he, he controls all, they're fighting in his com tra- country, by the way. They're gonna fight in Saudi Arabia if you already wanted it in, in, uh, in the UK. So they're fighting at Wembley. And it's like, you're still not gonna fight the fucking guy? Like, do I, do I seriously gotta see fucking Derek or 4, you know what I mean? Like.
1: <laughs> Damn, Josh. I, I don't all, know. All, all we know, Josh, is right now that Usyk is DTF. What is, what is Usyk right now, Angel? He's DTF. He's down He's, to fight.
0: D down to fight, my guy.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Um, He's DTF, dude. He has DTF as you can get to. He's fucking oiled up in DTF right now.
0: Damn straight, my guy. Damn straight. He's oiled up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oiled up in the ring with his shorts on. He's DTF, dude. He's down to fight.
0: Fuck yeah, man. He's DTF. He is down to fight. So, um... <laughs> Anyways, dude, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I'll be so dis I'll be so fucking upset if this fight. They have happen. to fight,
1: dude. They have to fight at some point. I mean, whether or not it happens is a different story. Heavyweight boxing has some movement right now, and I hope it continues. And fuck, dude, the better question is when's Deontay going to come back, dude? Like, it's been too uh, long.
0: Deontay is in talks of to fight Big Fran right now.
1: I mean, if it happens, yeah. I mean, I know we talked about that, but fuck, man, at least give me. some Well, food. I mean, hey,
0: this is this is more than just talking right now, Angel.
1: They they've apparently like. They're getting, they're reaching a partial contract, like
0: or... so, so, like to the points where um, I I reported this uh, last Friday night.
1: For Potential venue. Uh,
0: they're actually so um, to break it down for you guys, if you guys didn't see the news, I'm surprised didn't make. It was just one small interview, so I'm surprised Ingano even gave it away. But he pretty much talked about it, like, okay, so um, we pretty much already verbally agreed that we want to fight each other. Uh, we're looking at a two fight deal. The second one to take place in Africa, um, more than likely in boxing, because they want to do it on the 50th anniversary of the Rumble in in the Jungle, which I think would be next August, maybe? That'd be perfect. Um, We don't know when the first one would happen, but the rematch is what they're aiming for, the 50th anniversary of the the Rumble in the Jungle. And apparently they're pretty deep along in negotiations. So, I mean...
1: That'd be pretty cool, man. I gotta say, that's pretty typical. Because, like, dude, I'm, I, I admittedly don't
0: really want to see, like, you know, I didn't really care about him, about Nganou versus fucking, um, Joshua Fury. I don't really care. And I didn't want to see him fight any of the other guys. Like, I, because there's, here's the reality, is Nganou, I don't know how good he is as a boxer, but, like, in heavyweight, if it's a division you're going to want to jump into and try and beat some guys, it's going to be that division, you know? But, like, does he beat Derek Chazor right now? I don't know. You know, like, there's a very real possibility that he can lose to, like, a top 25, top 30 guy. So at this point, you might as well just throw him straight at the top guy that he has the best chance with. And that's Deontay Wilder.
1: And look, it's the two hardest hitters on the planet right now. Easiest sell in the world. The two hardest-hitting combat athletes in the world right now at heavyweight. Exactly. Like, what else fucking they're, exactly. Dude. They're going to spark each other out. Life-changing fucking injuries potentially on the line. These guys are putting it all on. If It does happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens um, with that one. And last bit of news for the day. They don't want we'll to talk about this guy. Uh, Nick Diaz, back in the news again, because he said he's talking to the UFC, and he's trying to fight as soon as possible. Like, as soon as possible. It's word for word, what he said.
1: Wait, repeat that one more time? Again? Nick
0: Diaz.
1: What? As soon
0: as possible. Yes, that's what he said. Dang. So, um you know. We'll uh we'll see what happens there.
1: I mean it
0: admittedly Who could he
1: fight? Who could he fight that would make sense right now? Who's almost forty that he could fight right now? I think you could do him versus Tony uh
0: at one seventy. That's interesting. Him versus Robbie Lawler trilogy? No, that one doesn't make sense. Not next. Maybe if Nick wants to fight again after his next fight, but would you be down for like Matt Brown? I know that's not like a big name, but Matt Brown makes a lot of sense, admittedly.
1: I'd say Condit if Condit was still around too, that'd be fun. No throwback there.
0: Yeah, I mean I'd I'd actually be super fucking down for a uh Well, Condit, I'm pretty sure Condit's retired. I don't I don't think yeah. he's going to want to come out either.
1: Court, Court McGee action
0: here? I'm down with Court McGee. I like me some fucking Court McGee. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I think uh, he also mentioned again wanting to fight Izzy or or wanting to fight the best of the middleweight division. So, for his
1: sake, I hope he doesn't. What a guy. Could you imagine? I know. What a what a fucking champ. So um, <laughs> well, Imagine if he won. Imagine the alternate reality where he wins that fight. Right. But... God, that's reality I want to live in, at least for <laughs> one day,
0: right? Uh, anyways, man, that's about all I uh, all I got for the show. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else before we uh, close out?
1: No, nothing in particular right now. I'm just so excited to come back, recap, you know this this week's of fights, and obviously next week because next week we got what Cheeto Vera versus uh, Sian Hagen? Is that who it is? Um. Yes, yes, it is, yes, sir. So a banger there, and obviously Justin Gaethje have helped his eve. I'm just excited to see the results, see what movement we get at 155, 185, and 170. Obviously, the on the line to defend, and we're not even that far away from fucking seeing Izzy fight again. So
0: yeah,
1: uh, we we are gonna get a week in between though with no card though right
0: i don't think so actually
1: i think you're wrong on that no nope. 25th fight we would have to wait to the 8th so we're gonna get one weekend with no fights in between so that's a little scary for this, us. Josh. For this month we're talking ufc i don't know if there will be bellator yeah we won't get anything the first of next month
0: shoot you're right that's my bad well Got fuck it. you know what i think we'll be fine though i think i think we can find something fun to talk about that week i'll
1: you work know, on something you know, we we probably will. I mean, it's it's not. You know, it doesn't worry me. Well, I mean that Angel. week Josh. I mean, Josh I just at it. That week, we'll have the best card of the year. We'll have Bellator two ninety three Marcelo Home versus Daniel James. Cats and the Leo McCourt co main event. How could I forget, Josh?
0: How Angel, forget? we we were trying to pull people into the show. We're trying to pull, <laughs> we're trying to get people in, man. What are you What are you doing? Seriously,
1: are you telling me you're not excited about like forty three year old Daniel James making his run into? Is that before? his name? Is that how old is he? Is dude, this man is like yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. For real? I shit you not. Yeah, he's
0: actually like forty something.
1: He's forty one.
0: Did... So wait, but. The Altor is getting way too confident right now. You cannot do a random heavyweight main event with one of these guys being 40-plus. You just can't do it.
1: He beats Tyrell Fortune.
0: Well, the issue with that is that that does not mean nearly as much as that would have meant a couple of years ago.
1: Tyrell Fortune's is You only
0: I'll say this, though. I like this card a lot, though. I actually do. Adam Piccolotti is back. Raheem uh, Cleveland, the Goat Journeyman.
1: Honestly, at this point, I just don't know if you're memeing or being serious. Maria
0: Henderson.
1: <laughs> what
0: about Crony Gracie, the son of Hoist, who's only two and two? What do you think, Lance Gibson Junior? Dude, come on. Jokes Prish- aside, there are there's a couple good names. Christian,
1: they're there there younger guys. Lucas, Brenda. there's, yeah. there's some impact. good names. There's some good names. So, I'm cool with it. Regardless, though, we'll have to wait a few weeks for that yeah
0: so we'll see, but um anyways man any uh any thoughts before we go ahead and close out?
1: I think specifically, man, like I said, I'm just ready to come back next week and recap everything,
0: yeah, fair enough, fair enough. um anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'm agile Josh Trivinoff. He's at Angel or a tour One Accord I Sound for all Things Related to the Show on Twitter. All, we are continuing to kill it on the clips. And so I'm very, very uh deeply appreciative of all that. And I know that Angel is as well. So thank you everybody. And um yeah, that's that's all we got. So peace and butt grease. Mouse click.